Oh, fantastic. Thanks, Dan and Amber and all the church. You guys are amazing. Don't you have amazing pastors? Why don't you give them a big huge hand? They are awesome. Um, I'm, I'm not quite as amazing as Dan because uh, I need a pulpit, uh, this table, whatever you want to call it, um, right here. I know that he doesn't use a table. Uh, I, I think he just uses like notes on the screen or something. I'm not that awesome. I'm, I'm a simple guy. Uh, as you can tell by my accent, I'm pretty simple. Uh, but uh, obviously you can tell by my accent, I'm from Toronto. Toronto, as you can tell. Uh, no, I grew up in New Zealand. Uh, first 23 years of my life, I lived in New Zealand. Lived in Australia for about 10 or 11 years where I met my amazing wife. And uh, we had our, we've, I've got three girls, by the way, so please pray for me. 14, 11, and 7. And uh, then, of course, my amazing wife over here. And uh, we had two, two born in Australia and one born in Canada. But uh, the dual citizens are the true Canadians, really. Uh, but if they were in Australia, they'd say they were true Aussies. So, uh, and I'm the mixed up one in the family because I'm actually a Kiwi. I have a Kiwi passport, a New Zealand passport. But I lived in Australia. I'm a permanent resident in Canada. I can become a citizen now. That is true. I can become a citizen now, but they put the price up to become a citizen. So uh, I'm just living off my PR at the moment, but uh, sometime I will become a citizen. Of course, Toronto was the city of uh, amazing sports teams. Uh, yep, uh, they let us down all the time, but uh, it's all good. It's all good. Of course, you guys have the best sports right here in Calgary, of course, but uh, you're doing okay. Are you sure? Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? Do you love church? Do you love Jesus? Do you love church? Do you love Jesus? Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Hey, look, I'm going to talk about change change this morning. By the way, it is really such a privilege and an honour to actually be here today and watching the journey of your church. And uh, you guys are a fully fledged church. I mean, you're almost September. I think it'll be two years, right? Two years in September. And uh, I just think your pastors are absolutely amazing. And uh, not just your pastors, but it takes a team of people. Sometimes as pastors, we get people cheering us on and, and saying, hey, you know what? You're doing such a great job building your church. But the truth is, is it takes so many people to actually build church. If it was just like Amber and Dan or just Julie and I building the church, uh, it would probably just be a little living room church with our families, right? But ultimately, to build a church that's moving and growing and moving forwards, it takes a whole group of people together being passionate, uh, of, of course, about Jesus, passionate about His church, passionate about your city. So I think you guys are doing an amazing job. I love what I'm seeing so far. And uh, man, hats off to you guys. But I want to talk about change this morning. Change is kind of one of those uh, things that uh, I think uh, is a word that uh, sometimes we're afraid of. Uh, I think we're meant to live lives of change. I think if we look at the Scriptures, we look at the Word of God uh, and we read it right, we'll see that our lives are all about change, right? Like, like we need to live lives that are changing. In Hebrews 13 verse 8, it says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. So there's only one person or, or one you know, thing that doesn't need to change and that is God, right? He doesn't need to change. Why doesn't He need to change? Because He's the immeasurable God. Right, he's the same today, uh, yesterday, today, and forever. But Damien's not meant to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Dan's not meant to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're supposed to pursue the one who doesn't need to change, which is Jesus, right? And I find what happens in life, what we do, is that often what we do is that we, 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 we feel like we need change, we need something going on. We're actually looking at other people for change. So we're thinking, well, my relationships need to change. I'm in a job that I don't like, so my job needs to change. Right, uh, I'm in a I'm in a school I don't like. I'm studying, and so we're always looking for like some kind of external kind of change to go on instead of understanding that change. I think first needs to happen on the inside, right? And uh, and of course, God looks 
at the heart. He doesn't look at the outward appearance. In 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, it says, man looks at the outward, but God looks at the heart. And the truth is, is that we often are looking at external things for change when God wants us to change on the inside. And that's why it's so important that we pursue the one who doesn't need to change. Right? I mean, He's the immeasurable God. You know, He wants to do immeasurably more than you could hope, think, or imagine. Right? That's not just some prosperity message that sometimes that Scripture's kind of been taken over. No, He wants to do immeasurably more in your life, right? Which is going to happen through change, through pursuing Jesus. He wants to do that in your life so that you can reach your cities. Amen. So you can become more like Him so that He can do immeasurably more in your heart and your life, more than what you could ever dream or imagine. The dreams that I have in my heart weren't to plant a church. (laughs) But God's dreams were bigger than the dreams that I was pursuing in my heart. And I think the dreams that we have in our hearts are just teasers. But if we're not committed to change, we're not committed to letting Jesus do a work on the inside, then we never actually reach that immeasurably more that God has for our lives, right? But it's not just about our lives because actually when we reach the immeasurably more, it's actually about bringing glory to God and making a way for other people, right? Sometimes when we think immeasurably more, often what we're thinking is we're thinking, well, God has more for my life and He's gonna give me more things and more stuff and there's nothing wrong with stuff. There's nothing wrong with more things. But the truth is, is I think we've got it wrong and upside down because the immeasurably more is actually about bringing glory to God through our testimony. The things that He does put into our lives is about using it for His purposes and for His glory to make a way for other people. So what you guys are doing here at Connect Church Calgary is you're actually making a way for other people. But as you do that, your lives, I believe, are gonna bring glory to God. Amen. Your worship together in this place as you gather uh, together and you worship as you fellowship, I think it's a sweet fragrance to God, right? It's, it's like this beautiful thing. It talks in the Bible about unity, how unity is just this, it's this beautiful thing where there, where there is unity, God commands a blessing, amen? And that blessing is purely so that we can continue to move forwards and do all that God's called us to do, to bring glory to Him and make a way for others in Jesus' name, Amen. He is the immeasurable God. I mean, I mean, the truth is He's the same yesterday, today and forever. You think, well, who wants to be the same yesterday, today and forever? The truth is that some of us want to be the same yesterday, today and forever, but we're not supposed to be the same yesterday, today and forever. But God can be like that because He is the immeasurable God, amen? He is omnipresent. What does that mean? That means He's everywhere. He's boundless. He's constantly encountered. Come on. He's, omnip- he's uh, omnipotent which means that He's highest ranking, superior to all others. He's unlimited or He has unlimited power or or omniscient, which means all-knowing, all-seeing and all-wise. So we can actually never fully, like we can spend our lives getting close to Jesus and still not even scratch the surface, right, of all that He wants to do, of all that He is, amen. So we've got this, that's why the Scriptures were meant to be read through our relationship with Jesus, right? I love love the, I'm not an intellectual, but I love the intellectuals. I think Dan probably is, right, well-studied, and all those sorts of things. But you know what? When it comes to theology, it was never ever meant to be studied or, or, or pursued uh, without relationship with Jesus, right? So when you get into the Scriptures, you can get fresh revelation, I believe, from the same passage of Scripture day in and day out. Why? Because you've relationship with Jesus. Does that make sense? That's why it's important to have great people in your lives because it's not only about getting revelation from the Scriptures, but it's about having great people in your lives who can actually, right, counsel you, help you move forwards into all that God actually has for your life in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm, I'm a points guy, okay? So the first point, and I actually already said it, is this. Pursue the one who doesn't need to change. Pursue the one who doesn't need to change. You know, we spend our lives pursuing things that are imperfect, right? 
Does it make sense? So in other words, you're trying to make things change or people change who are imperfect, just like you, right? Every single one of us is a work in progress. And I think sometimes we get stuck on change because we think that everybody else needs to change and not understanding that, hang on, we're all a work in progress and every single one of us does need to change, but let's pursue change on the inside because it's from the inside that everything else flows, right? You wanna see change in your life. You wanna see change in your circumstances, right? I don't think we need to be dictated by our circumstances because our joy and our peace and our strength actually comes from Jesus, we spend our lives being ruled by our circumstances, wanting our circumstances to change, but forgetting that change actually happens on the inside. It comes from pursuing the one who doesn't need to change. Instead, we're always pursuing things that do need to change, right? Does that make sense? So, so we spend our lives pursuing stuff that needs to change, relationships, uh, our job situations, all that sort of thing. And we get frustrated and we get uh, ourselves all bent out of shape because things aren't how we want or need them to be. But if we pursue Jesus, everything else flows out of that. If I want to change my marriage, I need to pursue Jesus, right? If I want to become a better parent, I need to pursue the one who doesn't need to change. If I want to become a better employee, I need to pursue the one who doesn't need to change which is Jesus. Yes, it seems kind of simple, but it's also the simple things that we trip over all the time. Sometimes we're looking for something so deep and so, you know, it's funny, I heard someone talk uh, a while back about sometimes people want things so deep that they don't understand it, but they feel like their intellect has been tickled. <laughs> I don't want things that deep that I don't understand because it's the simple things that we trip over, like the, uh, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, kindness, and self-control. We're tripping over those things because we're not pursuing change on the inside, Right? Does that make sense? So we, so we build churches sometimes and we're, we're doing all this stuff and we're not reaching people because we're not pursuing change on the inside, right? And so we have all the lights and we have all the music and we have all the good stuff that's going on. But if, we don't, if we're not offering Jesus to the people, which comes from change on the inside, right? Then we actually might as well pack up and go home. But let's make sure that we're pursuing the one who doesn't need to change. And that is Jesus. Amen. Are you okay? He's the one who doesn't need to change. He's the one that will help you navigate change, but it starts with you on the inside. Change is going to shape you. We're afraid of change. You know what? I'm 43 this year. I know it's hard to believe. October, I'll be 43. And uh, I'm actually becoming a bit of a creature of habit. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I was always pretty flexible, kind of go with the wind kind of guy. Uh, but now I get up in the morning. I get up at 5.30 in the morning. Most of the time I didn't this morning. I got up at 6.00. Okay, I need that extra. I came from Australia. I arrived from Australia yesterday because I was there for uh, uh, some meetings. And, um, but usually I get up at 5.30 in the morning and uh, I go for like a five kilometer run. I do 20 press ups, 20 squats. I don't say that to go, hey, look at him because that's, yeah, that's just a journey that I've been on trying to just get fit. And, uh, but then I need to have my coffee. I get back, I have my coffee. I need to sit, I read. Uh, but if that gets interrupted, that plan, right? So my kids, sometimes my youngest one will get up sometime while I'm having my coffee and I'm trying to read and that throws me off. Right? Kind of because I get into my little habits. And, but the truth is, is I don't want to be the type of guy who all of a sudden gets so caught up in my, in my habits and so caught up in these, these little uh, things that I need to do to kind of keep me feeling good about myself, right? That I actually don't pursue changing on the inside, right? I don't want to be so stuck in my ways. It's like, you know, when it comes to church, I don't want to be the type of guy who turns up and has to sit in the same seat every single week. And if someone sits in that seat, then I get all upset because it's not about me. It's all about Jesus, right? And when I get caught up and not changing, it actually, everything actually becomes about me and doesn't become about the purposes of God and what He wants to do in your life and what He wants to do in your city. And so I think when it comes to the church, this is what I honestly believe. I believe churches get stuck because they forget to pursue the one who doesn't need to change, right? 
Am I making sense this morning? Pursue the one who doesn't need to change. He doesn't need to change because he's immeasurable, amen? He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent, right? He's, he, he, he's all things. He's, he's everywhere. And, and, and you know, you can never, you're never ever going to reach the depths, right? But you can pursue Jesus. You can get closer to Him and become more like Him, amen? But I think our churches are going to continue to move forwards if we're committed to change, right? If we're, if we're doing the same thing week in, week out, all the time, cha- change is going to come when you get close to Jesus because He refreshes your heart and your spirit, right? It doesn't matter how old you are physically, externally, right? It's all about the spirit. Man, I know people in their 70s, man, honestly, who are fresher than some people in their 20s, right? I'm serious, right? And then you have some people who are in their 20s who are just, you know, it's almost like they're old because it's all about the spirit and what's going on on the inside, right? And so I want to be the type of pastor, I want to be the type of leader that's committed to building change, to leading change, amen. Let's be the type of churches that don't, you know, we're not complaining about the world around us about, well, they need to change and they need to do this and they need to do that when we're not prepared to change ourselves, right? I believe that as the church, we're called to lead change in Jesus' name. So let's be culture changers in this church today. I understand that maybe in this room, maybe there's some people here, maybe this is your first time at church. Maybe you've never been to church before. Maybe you don't even know who this Jesus is. And I know that later in the service, you're going to have an opportunity to know who he is and to find out more about that. But the truth is, is I believe this message is for every single one of us. Amen. If you want to change your marriage, if you want to change yourself as a parent, you want to change the way that you are as a friend, pursue Jesus. Amen. And you'd be surprised at the type of person that you'll become in Jesus' name. Amen. Number two. Number two, we were never meant to force change, but model change. Come on. I think for years, the church has kind of had this attitude of that we need to force change into people's lives. And of course, you know, when it comes to sin and things like that, that's, that, that's a whole nother story. I, I believe that God loves us first, right? I believe the church has got to love first. Yes, we need to have conversations sometimes, of course, about sin, but that comes through relationship. Amen. When I've got a relationship with someone, then I'm actually able to speak into their lives. As a pastor, I can speak from the platform to a broad number of people, but on a personal level, right, you know, people need to know that you trust, that they can trust you, right, before you're actually able to speak into their life and into their world. And that's why I honestly believe that we were meant to, we weren't meant to force change, we were meant to model change, right? The church has sometimes tried to force change in the world, but we haven't been modeling change, right? Sometimes we're doing the very things that we're accusing the world of doing, right? What do I mean by the world? I mean, those maybe outside the church, we're not better than them. It's just who's on the inside is greater than what's in the world. Amen. Is this good? You guys are awesome. We were never meant to force change, but model change. Amen. I believe that Jesus, when He came to this earth, if you read, you know, through the Gospels, you'll, you'll see a Jesus who didn't force anything on anybody, but He modeled change. He did it through love, right? And he had a way with words, right? Sometimes he would actually be kind of, you know, it would seem in some ways, if you read between the lines, kind of forceful, but he did it in a way that actually modeled change. Hey, you know what? This is actually good for you. Go and sin no more, right? But he was able to say that through, right? Showing someone that he actually loved and that he actually cared. And he took some time to actually find out who those people were and what they were doing. And I believe he came to this earth to model change. So what are we called to do? I believe that as believers, we're called to model change, right? But how can we model change if we're not changing on the inside, right? How can we model change if we're not pursuing the one who doesn't need to change, right? Are we pursuing Jesus with all of our heart, with all of our might? You know, maybe you're in here today and maybe you know some people who maybe they spend an hour in the Word and maybe they spend an hour in prayer and maybe they spend an hour listening to worship music. Well, if I put those hours together, that's three hours. Most of us, right, in our day probably aren't going to spend three hours, 
right? Spending time with Jesus during the day. And maybe you've tried to do that and you've gotten discouraged and you've tried to bite off more than you can chew. So I think when it comes to change, it's just one step at a time. Maybe five minutes in the Word, five minutes in prayer, and five minutes maybe listening to some worship music and just getting in the presence of God. Uh, don't walk away from here and say, Damien said, I only need to spend five minutes in the Word. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I think everything's gonna cost you something. So if five minutes cost you something, right? Be consistent with that. And then when it becomes a little bit easy, then maybe you can bite off another five minutes. Does that make sense? When it comes to your relationship with Jesus, because I think sometimes we try to change way too much, way too fast, right? Or if we just, need to let Jesus get a hold of our hearts, get a hold of our spirits and just start to nudge at the little things that need to change on the inside. And that's going to come through your relationship with Jesus. So if you're not reading the Word and you're not in prayer, you know, don't, don't, don't beat yourself up over that, but just test God. Be like, you know what? I'm going to spend five minutes every single day reading the Word. Don't let somebody else tell you that that's not good enough right? Because that's actually not what it's about. It's about what can you do and how can you build your relationship with Jesus? And you'll be surprised, you know, in a month's time, two months time, you'll be spending half an hour in the Word and you'll be like, wow, that went, re- that, that went really fast, right? And then you can buy, it's like you're giving in church. I don't know, maybe if, if this is your home church, maybe you give into this house so you can see it move forwards and obviously pay all the bills for the church to be able to move forwards when it comes to what we do. But maybe, Maybe when it comes to your life, you know, maybe you just got to start somewhere just by being consistent. Maybe it's $5 every single week that you can give into church, but that's actually going to help change you on the inside, right? And maybe you can get to that place where you can be doing more and giving more and really help things move forwards. And Jesus, is that okay to talk about money just for two seconds this morning? I know it can be a bit of a touchy subject sometimes, but my point being is that sometimes we try to do too much. We try to do what everybody else is doing when God just wants us to pursue Him and let Him just point out those little places of change in your heart, in Jesus' name. Amen? You good? Number three, change hurts, but it's good for you. Man, it does hurt. You know, I think a lot of us actually fear change because it hurts, right? Because of what sometimes, but you know what? It's better for us in the long run because I don't wanna be the type of person who doesn't move forwards and doesn't reach people and doesn't do all that God's called me to do, right? By being fearful of change. Does it make sense? It's like I talked about before. If you're fearful of change, then it's going to be very hard for you to be able to get into the Word and to be able to move forwards in your relationship with Jesus because when you're in the Word and when you're pursuing Him, it's going to, you know, there's going to be like this, this kind of molding and shaping that happens on the inside and it's going to hurt a little bit. But I honestly think that growing pains actually helps you to move forwards. Growing pains is going to help you to reach a city, right? Growing pains is going to help build the church. It's going to help grow, grow the church in Jesus' name. Change hurts, but it's good for you. Do not fear change, amen? Commit to the stretching, amen? Commit to the stretch. His strength is perfect in our weakness, right? You were never meant to have it all together, right? You were never meant to be able to do it yourself. That's why I love the Scripture about the immeasurable because it's doing things that, you know, what God's called you to do, you can't do in your own strength, right? So you need Him to change and mold you on the inside because what He's called you to do is greater than what you could ever do by yourself. If you can actually do currently what you can do just by yourself without even thinking, then I would challenge you to step out and to do a whole lot more, amen? And let God do the stretch, amen? He'll enlarge your capacity, right? Is that good? Maybe you're serving here today in this house and you feel like, oh man, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing so much and there's so much going on and you're just trying to do what you can to be sold out for the cause. But if you're not filling the tank on the inside, letting Jesus do change on the inside, pretty soon all of your serving will turn into blaming the church, right? Because you're gonna feel burnt out, right? But if you are committed to change on the inside, then Jesus is gonna lead you in your involvement in church, amen, and in your decisions when it comes to that. Number four, number four, don't run from change. 
Don't run from change. I wanna run from change sometimes. Uh, The truth be told, there are moments where there's stuff happening in our church or happening in our lives and ministry and I'm being stretched and I'm being shaped. And I'm like, God, I don't know if I wanna do this anymore. You know, it's like for pastors, sometimes on Monday you wake up and you're like, am I gonna have a church this weekend? Or you might've had the best Sunday ever. People, People came to know Jesus, people's lives were changed. It was a great Sunday. And then you can wake up Monday morning and just feel absolutely just, I don't know, down sometimes, right? But how do we get back up? Pursuing Jesus, amen. Understanding that it's not about me, it's about Him, amen. And as long as I'm pursuing Him, it doesn't matter how many people turn up, right? Although I believe that is fruit of the ministry, all right? But the truth is, is I don't need to be ruled by the numbers when I let His peace rule and reign in my heart in Jesus' name. But here's the thing about running from change. Our default position when it comes to change is to isolate ourselves. Proverbs 18 verse one says, whoever isolates themselves, seeks his own desire, right? So when you run from change, what that tells me is that I'm seeking my own desire because I'm trying to isolate myself from change, right? But did you know that when you don't pursue change, there's still gonna be pain in your life anyway? Does that make sense? Because it says in the Bible that trouble will come. So if I'm running from change, right, I would rather the pain that I go through be about changing and moving forwards and helping people and getting closer to Jesus than be stuck isolated away from people because it talks in the Bible about iron sharpens iron, right? And, uh, and we need other people in our lives and it's through other people that we actually can build change in our lives as well, right? All the way through the Bible. You know, I've heard people say, well, it's just me and Jesus and all I need is Jesus. And the truth is, is that all I do need is Jesus, right? But if I understand who Jesus is and I'm pursuing Him, I'll also understand that all the way through the Bible, it's all about relationship. Iron sharpens iron. You need other people in your world. And so our default position sometimes is to run away from change or to run away from other people and isolate ourselves. But ultimately that's about our own desires because we actually don't wanna move forwards, right? Because we're scared of what's ahead, forgetting that what's ahead, I actually need Jesus and I need other people to be able to do all that He's called me to do. In Jesus' name, amen. And so the enemy, he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. He doesn't want you to change and he wants you to isolate yourself and he wants you to be all about your own desires, right? Uh, that, that's the enemy because he knows if he can get you in that place, then the church isn't gonna move forwards. Your life isn't gonna move forwards, right? He doesn't want you to reach people, right? There is a real enemy and he doesn't want you to reach other people for Jesus, right? He doesn't want you to gather in this place with your hands up, Singing to Jesus. He doesn't want you to do that because he knows that when that happens, there's change that happens on the inside, right? And I say to our church so often, just by turning up at church and by being a butt, if I can say that in church, on a seat, I just said it, um, but being a butt on a seat, you actually play a role just by being here today. Maybe this is your first time in church. You're actually contributing to the atmosphere by being in this room right now. You're helping make a way for other people. And sometimes we make it so complicated, right? But sometimes just turning up right, is, is the pathway to change in your life, right? Because not only is it change in you, but it, because it's good for you, it's good for other people that you're even here in this place because you help to build the atmosphere. You don't even need to lift your hands yet, right? You don't even need to sing a word yet. Just by the fact that you're in this building, you're actually helping make a way for somebody else. God is using you right now. I believe and even if you don't know Jesus in this place, the fact that you're in here, you're helping build the atmosphere of this place by being here in Jesus' name. And there's some Christians in this place, I believe this morning, and you feel like sometimes if you're not contributing and you're not doing this and you're not doing that, then Jesus doesn't love you, 
right? And there's actually not really any change going on on the inside because everything's about the external. But if you could just let Jesus get a hold of your heart, you no longer have to serve in striving, right? It's no longer about serving to kind of fill some kind of void. All of a sudden you're pursuing the one who doesn't need to change, which is Jesus, right? You're pursuing Him, you're letting Him get a hold of your heart. And all of a sudden now, it's not actually about my gifting and about me serving in church and helping make a way for other people with what I do. It's all about understanding whose I am, right? Jesus loves me. He cares for me just the way that I am. And it's that one thing alone, understanding that He loves you, that compels you to actually do the stuff. But if you're doing the stuff, not being compelled by His love and care for you, how can you lead people into His love, right? There's so many people out there serving in churches that don't even know that Jesus loves them, right? They're like, hey, come, come and see this Jesus who loves you so deeply, but you, you don't believe it yourself. And I, I think for you to be able to move forwards and do all that God's called you to do, you've got to understand that Jesus loves you. He cares for you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. Amen. And He wants you to enter into all that He has for your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you okay? Now hear my heart before I said, I was being a bit sarcastic. Well, just me and Jesus. <laughs> when people say that, the truth is, is we, Jesus is all that I need. But if I understand that He is all that I need and I pursue Him, I'll understand that relationship is important. We weren't meant to do life alone. And number five, and I'm gonna kind of wrap up with number five. But I'm really passionate about this particular thought. Authenticity is all about change. Let's think about authenticity for a moment. What does authenticity mean? Authenticity is all about origin. So it's about where you originate from, Right? So in other words, if you want to find an original pair of Levi's jeans, I don't even know if anyone wears Levi's jeans anymore, but they used to have this tag on the back that would, these, these, are, like orig, these are authentic Levi jeans because of the tag that they have on the, on the back of the jeans, right? And so it's all about origins. And I think we've got authenticity all wrong because what we do is that we're pursuing places that are authentic to us. And so we think authenticity is what is actually uniqueness. So my tattoos don't make me authentic. My food that I like doesn't make me authentic. The, the few chords that I know on the guitar doesn't make, the music I listen to doesn't make me authentic, right? What makes me authentic is where I originate from. Where do I originate from? I originate from the Father, heart of God. Before I was born, He knew me, amen. I was knit together in my mother's womb, right? And so our whole lives now is about pursuing Jesus and getting closer to Him, right? The very place where we come from, right? We were made to be in relationship with Jesus. So if you want to be authentic, it's about getting closer to Jesus, right? And so we relate authenticity with not changing. Well, this is just who I am, right? Well, this is, this is just, this is the type of person that I am. This is the type of music that I listen to. Uh, I know these three chords on the guitar. These are conversations I've heard, by the way. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm never going to get better because this is just who I am, right? It's not about you. <laughs> and the, the quicker you understand that and understand it's all about Jesus, and that authenticity is about where you originate from. If you want to be authentic, get closer to Jesus because the closer you get to Him, the more you find out who you're supposed to be, right? And who God's called you to be. Yes, you have a personality. I get it. The personalities don't really change, but it's all about what happens on the inside, amen? So let's be the type of people that are committed to change, amen? That are committed to change on the inside. Authenticity is so important. And if we don't have a healthy understanding of authenticity, then we're never going to want to change because I'm going to be like, this is just who I am. But remember, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. Damien is not meant to be the same yesterday, today and forever. That would, be, that would not be good. 
right? It would not be good if you were meant to be the same yesterday, today and forever. Because I guarantee you, you're sitting there thinking, well, you know what, I definitely need to change, right? Am I the only one in the place that thinks he needs to change? Okay, there's a few people smiling here. Okay, that's good. Every single one of us is called to change. But change can only happen through relationship with Jesus. Amen. So when you think about authenticity, understand that authenticity is not about staying the way that you are. It's not about this is just who I am and this is who I'm meant to be. No, it's about understanding that no, I'm actually called to change. Amen. And that every single one of us is called to build a culture of change. Amen. In your relationships. Come on. I don't want to be the same husband that I was last year or even last week. I want to be a better husband, not for the sake of being a better husband, but for the sake of my relationship with Jesus, amen, because He's the one who drives me forwards, amen. I want my marriage to be a glory to God, amen. Not a glory to me or a glory to us, but glory to God. I want our marriage to bring glory to God and to make a way for other people, amen. Why don't you choose today to make your life all about bringing glory to God, which happens through change. But the beauty of that is that God is all about people, amen. And so if you pursue the one who doesn't need to change, then you'll get a heart for people, whether you're an introvert, extrovert, it doesn't matter. Every single one of us is called to reach people and you're gonna reach people that I can't reach, that Dan doesn't reach, right? But yet we can all still help build the same church, amen, right here in this place, in Jesus' Name.